Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. It is the final hour on this Thursday with Lori and Julia. We've got some fun stuff coming up for you here. We've got theories. Holly's going to come in for a dirt alert. And I know Lori has some really, really interesting news coming up here that I'm not even going to surprise. I want her to give you the surprise. Let's have some fun, guys. I I better get prepared for this. Well, you showed me this one earlier and this one caught my attention. Oh, yes. Okay. This is, this is, this is, this is, you know, a story and a half. Because yesterday I think Julia told us that Last night on Hulu, the penultimate, the second to the last episode of the Pam and Tommy miniseries coming to an end. Yes. And Donna, get... by the way, is still watching. Oh, yeah. So we have someone around she, that we know. She's probably never watched. Like, we we were talking about this at the bowling alley last night. Like, my buddy and I, I'm like, when I watched that in a hotel with my husband, we had no idea. We we'd thought that they were... Pam and Tommy were in on that sex tape. I didn't know that we were watching a private tape, and I right. think that's what made it so good. And really, the you know, very comfortable por- pornographic experience with Casey because it wasn't raw and gross the way so much of porn is. Right. Okay, got it. Okay, so I liked that about it. I yeah. was just like, oh, is this how all celebrity sex tapes are? I mean... We remember we had no idea that it was a stolen sex tape, or mm-hmm. I, I know I I, ne- I never did, not until that Rolling Stone article, article yeah. came out, whenever it was. So, anyway, here's what Pamela she's back on Instagram, and you know Pamela is fond of haiku. That's always been a signature <laughs> thing of her for her social media, and um, it's been keeping her name in the zeitgeist in a yes, way that she doesn't appreciate, though. Okay, fine. Really, okay? She has not appreciated it. And it, and that she's had friends, most notably Courtney um, Love, you know, yeah. from, Hole. from Hole. Yeah, it was yeah, like, this is re-traumatizing my friend right. and was just outraged about it. And Lily James, who plays Pamela who, by the way, went through 40 pairs of prosthetic breasts. Yes, we Over know. the 40-day shoot. Wow, that's They a, were amazing looking. Thing. I mean, they were really... They were beautiful breasts, you and didn't she's know naked were... all the time. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and so she, basically a new pair of prosthetic Pamela every breasts day. every day, which is how Lily James felt so comfortable. I'm like, I want some of these. I want to go running that's down what... Malibu Beach and Miami Beach that's what in my bottoms, because I I'm fine on the bottom, <laughs> okay. 
but I need. I would love to have these and just run like Bo Derek and Ten. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like this would be a great costume for yeah. Halloween. Like, we're we're, not, who can we? Not, what prop manager can I call and get my hands on? Right. Okay, I bet though people do do the puppet too. Yeah, who knows? For Halloween. Anyway, so she <laughs> quietly got divorced uh, from her fourth husband of one year who was in a long-time relationship. He was her house painter out of her island in Vancouver and then quickly became her move-in boy from a lust, COVID. And he left his long-time, long-time woman. Yeah, with two small children of theirs. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. His yeah. partner. Yeah, and you know, but I could see how intoxicating well, it would be to be paint Pamela Anderson all of her wood trim that was probably happening on the island. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of a cabin up in Burnside and it's all wood and a lot of painting and treatment and sawing and things that oh, Pamela okay. doesn't know how Listen, to do. Grant. And it's hard to get people to come and work on an island. True. You know? Yeah. Well, it's hard to get people. And then yeah. COVID happened, and it was such a big job. You know, she's paying them $20,000. And the next thing you know, they're together for just a couple of weeks. Well, my God, Tommy Lee married her after knowing her for four lust-fueled. You know, they never had sex until they got married four days later. I know. I yeah. do remember that. We anyway, learned that. Anyways. All right, so she's going to have her own documentary. This is correct. She, and she is letting us know in a haiku-like Instagram, because she went off Instagram two weeks before Pam and Tommy came on there. Right. She just said goodbye. Well, and it was also, she went off when all the news came out about her divorce. Yes. But she really went old school by doing this Instagram thing on a net, Netflix stationery. So somebody at Netflix has... Netflix stationery, just FYI, why wouldn't you? <laughs> and so the haiku poem, if you did go she, to her Instagram. Did you literally take a picture of the yes. sheet of paper? I like okay, this. Okay, so here's what it says. My life, a thousand imperfections, a million perceptions, wicked, wild, and lost. Nothing to live up to. I can only survive you. Not a victim, but a survivor and alive to tell the real story. Personal path and prepares for the next steps on her journey. The end. Okay, read it again. My life, a thousand imperfections, a million perceptions, wicked, wild, lost, nothing to live up to. I can only surprise you. Not a victim, but a survivor and alive to tell the real story. Personal path and prepares for the next steps on her journey. That's it. Okay, there we go. It's going to be directed. Okay, see if you like this. Directed by Ryan Wright who did the amazing documentary Ask Dr. Ruth. Okay, yes. Okay, yes. and he also did a documentary called The Keepers. Um, apparently, this documentary has been years in the making, and Pamela is involved. Her eldest son, Tommy Lee, has a job. He's going to be a producer. Okay. Pam is executive producing Apparently, she has a lot of archival footage. Somebody in her life, she was a great tape. Like, people have been taping her. Like Beyonce, 18 hours a day. But even when she was was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like, sometimes you'd be surprised what your parents have for footage. Oh, we have none. You have zero. Okay. Mm -mm. Well, then no one's going to have to deal with it. And they're going to be thankful (laughs) for that. Okay. We have 
None. But Pamela, maybe her you know, they she has stuff. So they're gonna have that. And also she's been a journaler, apparently, like for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And um so uh has, I like this idea. Lori. I do too. I just like the idea. All right. Yeah. So anyway, and you know, she better tell us something about Julian Assange. You know, she was like his most loyal visitor at the Ecuadorian embassy in London for five years. Okay, are we going to talk about Julia Fox? Well, we can. Can we? Because, okay, I don't know. I know she's in Milan. Okay, because this is the best. I think that this is a very good headline. So Julia Fox was um, blinking, you missed it. Um, Kanye West coming out. Bridge girlfriend, let's call her that. Yeah, okay? she, yeah, she was a bridge fling. She was a bridge fling, and so and he really was trying to get Kim to be jealous. One hundred percent. So here's what she said yesterday. She had the greatest response. Someone asked her, like, what was it like dating Kanye West, and she's like, it was the greatest. You know, she got it all was the best thing that ever happened to me. We did this for Hollywood Speak yesterday, right? The best thing the that best. ever happened to me yeah. because then everyone knew her name, and we told you this right here. On our show, I'm like, everyone will know her name. This is, she's just been a cool New York chick that everybody knows. Exactly. So she said, everybody knows. So she went out with him basically for a month. Okay. She lost 15 pounds in that month. She said it was unsustainable dating him. We really didn't spend, we maybe spent half of the time together, but she said he gave her this Birkin bag. And she said, I was too afraid to even carry it because of, you know, it getting ripped off and things like that. But basically, I think that he was trying and he dictated everything. Yeah. So he was trying to wear this. You're going to wear this. Exactly. So it was just love bombed her the minute he met her or crush bombed her or Kanye bombed her, whatever you want to call it. I could see how it'd be intoxicating, you know. Like for a month. And she said it was unsustainable. Yeah. And she just said, you know, I had life commitments and other things going on. But see, everybody knows her name. So she did her assignment and she got um, her her agent couldn't be happier. She already knew Madonna. If they do cast this Madonna biopic and it gets money, she can play Debbie Mazar. Okay, so here's what she said. One of Madonna's longtime friends. Right. And they look alike if you look at 30-year-old they Debbie do. Mazar. And- okay, let me just finish this quote. Okay. This is Julia Fox. She said, I definitely definitely felt like I was his girlfriend, but it also felt like I was being cast in the role of his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And he was casting me. He was the orchestrator of it all. It really did feel like a movie. Yeah. So basically, you wear this, you do this, you say this, you look over here. It's like how Tom Tom Cruise does the same thing yes. with women. Yep, there we Yeah. One hundred percent, same thing. You know. Oh my gosh! Wow, About fifteen pounds in a month. Uh, you know what? I, I, I and I do kind of. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I just for me at the end of it all, I just am giddy for Kim yeah, that she got away from him. I know, and I think we're going to go on a anti we're not going to talk about. Him for okay, a while. don't talk about me. Yeah. By the way, Zendaya, Zendaya, mm-hmm. Zendaya, mm-hmm. Zendaya, Zendaya. Yeah, I Zendaya. finished Euphoria. Did you? Mhm. How do you feel? Well, wow. She's the cover of W magazine right. and all I have to say to W I don't know Mag- where they go from here. I feel like but that I was will the end. say 
Wow. Yeah. That's what everybody, that was, everybody said. That was an ending. Wow. But yeah. I don't know where you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, to me, it's perfect. It should end right there. That's why I think for me, I'm like, I don't know that I'm even going to bother tuning in if there is another okay. season because I liked how that just ended. And wow. I'm fine not knowing every answer to exactly. everything. I think you're right, Laurie. I but know. I still, wow, that was a... That was a show. I resisted that show for yes, you did. two years. Yes, and then I did. binged it this winter and then yeah. just got into it. Yeah. All wow. Right. Well, good. Well, Zendaya is on the cover of W Magazine. Why you want to cover up that beautiful face and shoot her in silhouette? Well, I'm not so the So she's on the cover, the but you can't tell who it is. Uh, Julia? Yep, she's on the cover, but you can't tell it's her. I mean, you can tell it's her, but uh, I'm just like, talk about an artsy-fartsy thing gone wrong. We can't even see her face. Honestly, we'll be right back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hello, Holly. Well, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Here we are. And I've got some Morris Day Prince gossip for you. Ooh. Straight from the pages of Variety, Morris Day, of course, Morris Day in the time, Mm -hmm. the front man for that band. Uh, He has some things to say about the Prince estate today. He's claiming they have told him he can no longer work under the name Morris Day in the time. No. So he wrote in a social media post, I've given 40 years of my life building up a name and legacy that Prince and I came up with. A name that while he was alive, he had no problem with me using. No, he did not. Yeah. Uh, Morris Day goes on to say, I literally put my blood, sweat, and tears into bringing value to that name. In fact, he booked me on several tours and many jam-packed nights at Paisley Park under the name Morris Day in the time. Yes, he did. Not once ever saying to me that I couldn't use that name configuration, he went on to say. However, now that Prince is no longer with us. Suddenly, the people who control his multi-million dollar estate want to rewrite history by taking my name away from me, thus impacting how I feed my family. He said, so as of now, per the Prince estate, I can no longer use Morris Day in the time in any capacity. Okay, that is the most ridiculous, horrible. That's horrible. Uh, uh, Please tell us what we are going to book you under. But no, that is... That is just... That is so that wrong. Is that is BS. Yeah, so a rep for Prince's estate gave a statement to Variety this afternoon. Oh, here it is. It's right on his Facebook page. All right, what's it say? What she just read. Well, so Prince's statement the from the estate. Is that what you're talking about, Lori? No, I haven't read that one. Oh, I just... Okay. His. So here's what Prince's estate told Variety, responding to Morris Day's uh, post that he put up on Facebook, said, quote, given Prince's longstanding history with Morris Day and what the estate thought were amicable discussions, the Prince's estate was surprised and disappointed to see his recent post. The estate is open to working proactively with Morris to resolve this matter. However... Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious red ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at Factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The information that he shared is not entirely accurate. Well, this is how he was interred. This is how his lawyers explained it to him. If you don't pay, maybe he's supposed to pay a fee to the Prince Estate to use this name. A licensing fee. A license. I mean, I mean and, but basically, all, the, the he said to his lawyer, bottom line, and the guy said, bottom line, you can't use this name anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm Hollywood speaking between the lines on that. Oh, he can use it, but it's going to cost you money now to use your name. Oh, my God. I.e. Prince would be upset Mm-mm-mm. with this. Mm-mm. Yeah, you know, because they had quite the relationship. Yeah. They met in their early teens. They played in Grand Central together. Morris yeah. Day, the drummer, had that right. band. Uh, they formed the time back in 1980 as an offshoot of Prince's yeah. for his songwriting, right? So putting into context, now they were estranged for several years, Morris Day and Prince, but mm-hmm. they managed to patch up their friendship and reunited yeah. uh, You know, over the years, uh, occasionally opening for Prince. It just makes me mad. On behalf of Morris, who I just have to say has the most amazing freckles when you get up close because I got rode in an elevator once at the Dayton's parking garage with him. <laughs> That's I the most in. Minnesota sentence I, I know in quite some time. I know. I walked in the, in the elevator parking. and he was there with another guy and he had a coat on and I walked in and I just stopped and I said, oh my God, you're Morris Day. And he just nodded at me and he said, yes, I am. And I was close enough to see his freckles and admire the cut of his suit. Oh. What a, what a nice little moment there. What a nice memory. Yes, very much so. So oh. that's the last that we've heard from Morris Day. That's what the Prince Estate is saying. I think that you guys read between the lines quite wonderfully. Yeah. Uh, got some TV news for you. Charlie Sheen is going to be back on television, maybe oh. allegedly, supposedly. Yeah. This is a new show from the creator of Entourage, Doug Ellen, and Charlie Sheen and several of the stars of Entourage, including Kevin Connolly and Kevin Dillon, are set to play themselves in a new project called Ramble On. It's very meta. This is a dramatic comedy about established stars looking for career reinvention alongside aspiring performers looking to make it on their own names. Love it. So we don't know where this is. We heard about this, that this was getting like that this was in the works possibly. And I'm like, I, this could be really good. Yeah. So the, the pilot, according to Variety, has wrapped up production today. Now, we don't know if it's going to end up anywhere, but we'll see. And apparently they're going to be using NFT marketplaces. In order to market the Whatever show. Whatever the hell those are. I don't know what that <laughs> means. Someday, we're missing something. Um, yeah. Have you bought one yet, Holly? No. No. Yeah. No. I, I just, yeah. 
are we missing out? No. no. Nah. Okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's new show at Amazon is a go. This is going to be her first project since, since she signed that overall deal with Amazon after winning a slew of Emmys for Fleabag back in 2019. Did you guys watch Fleabag? Loved. Of course. Oh, my God. Obsessed. That's a great You know what? Show. If people want to laugh, go back and, and watch, watch Fleabag. Fleabag. Yeah. I forgot about Fleabag. You know, she's a producer on Killing Eve. Yes. Because um, that came back to, I don't know if you've seen it, Holly. Holy, Glory, did you watch the first one? What? Killing Eve? Yes, I did. Oh, my gosh. Oh it's my gosh. so good. Yeah. But she's involved in that, and she's brilliant. Yeah, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, quite brilliant. Oh, you I know, forgot about She Phoebe. cleaned up the Bond movie, didn't yeah. she? Yes, she did. The script on No Time to Die. Yes. She made that movie tight. Yes. And she's acting opposite... Harrison Ford in the new Indiana Jones movie, and I think she did a little writing on that project as well. She, I, oh, she's just something. Yeah, mm-hmm. super fun. So we have no details about this new Phoebe Waller-Bridge Amazon series, other than Amazon has decided what project they want, and they're going to go and make it together. Okay. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola is spending $120 million of his own money on his new movie called Megalopolis. $120 million. This wow. is well, he start. must have like $920 million if he's willing to do <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So this is a futuristic movie. Kate Blanchett, Oscar Isaac, Forrest Whitaker are all rumored to be a part of this project. And he was talking about this at a 50th anniversary celebration of the Godfather uh, re-release. And he did say about spending his own money that there's a certain way everyone thinks a film should be and it rubs against the grain if you have another their idea mm. oh yeah and you have to change the ending for the people in china and mm-hmm. you have to do this different over here mm-hmm. and yeah do what you want if you can afford it beauty mm-hmm. you mean, know 120 million dollars now he, he, he has a ton more is what that means yeah yes the hollywood speak is <laughs> ask francis ford coppola for a fiver and he probably can spare it for you. absolutely yeah. i guess i didn't think he had that much money oh yeah Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Holly. Is he single? All right, we'll be back. Thanks, Holly. <laughs> Here at 5.30 at My Talk 107.1. Now, it is a Thursday, so we got to get to some of Lori's. She has a theory. I, I see the look in your eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Grant. Well, but still, everybody. She has a funny look in her eye, so. <laughs> well, this theory... <laughs> I don't it's know. a theory that my mom has passed along to her four children, and none of us have done this thing. Okay. Because of our, the Mutti's warning about why look under that rock, you don't know what you're going to find, and that is... Treasure hunts? No. <laughs> uh, my dad's... My dad... You know, my mom and dad were once upon a time madly in love. Um, they really were. They, they were, were teenage sweethearts right. from eighth grade, but they, you know, got married young, got married at 17. He lasted a whole whopping 16 years, you know, lived all over the world, had four kids. Right. But, you know, you serve tour duties uh, one year at a time here, three months there. It's uh, not easy. It takes its toll. The military. Oh, yeah. Military lifestyle. life. Yeah. Holding a marriage together. Yeah. Okay. Separation. Yeah. 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 So. My mom has always warned her children, don't go take him one of those DNA tests. Oh, you, you don't, don't know how know. many siblings you might end up having. Mm-hmm. 
And do you want to know that? If you don't want to know that, why even do it? The zipper is, she said, I don't know about your dad. He was pretty. He was gone a lot. And he was so handsome. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. my dad. You're both of our dads. Oh, my gosh. My yeah. Dad. I mean, it is seventh yeah. grade. Oh, your dad looks like Elvis. Oh, and he wears mm-hmm. white bell bottoms. And he's got a motorcycle. Cool. My dad's so old or whatever, you know. And it wasn't really that in the military, there are a lot of young parents. But anyways, my mom, none of her, my of us, the Have four of us. Have done ancestry and me or whatever. Nope. And why? Because we're just like, yeah. That is funny. Mom, that might the be right why. about that. What if somebody turns up and there's a brother, sister, or two or three or, or three? Yeah, or, yeah. This has knows? happened to several people I know. Baylor University mm-hmm. is, t- they call it direct consumer genetic testing. Okay. When the results come right to your door. And I can see why, I mean, most people. Do it for their nationality or their heritage. Yeah, they're looking for genetic testing um, to tell them their family history and find distant relatives maybe to get their family tree to find out anything about health or blah, blah, blah. And most people are happy. But it's the 80-20 rule, Julia. Maybe 70-30. Baylor University is trying to get more information about it, but they sent a survey to one million people who'd used genetic testing. So whoever wow. sold them the list, a million. Okay. okay. Oh gosh. Okay. And also they call them relative finder services. Sure. Whoa, okay. boy! And that was the storyline <laughs> on the New York Housewife. Remember, <laughs> Ebony was trying to find her dad. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and see if she had any siblings. Yeah. It, it was work. a disaster. It for was her. a disaster cause because she really she, was hopeful. Yeah, and she also found out that the woman who's her sister, they don't have time for each other and they don't want to be sisters. Yeah, really? Something like you know, that. that one kind of... Something like up. that, yeah. No, so they anyway, weren't sisters. A million people mm-hmm. get this surveyed. Let's say they used 23andMe and 26,000 people responded. Okay. Okay? And um, so the, the most common things was filling in the family tree, learning about their family, quote-unquote, history, or searching for a biological parent, child, or other relative. Okay. Okay. But not everybody was happy that they did this because people found out, like what my mom's theory was, that she espoused my sisters and I. Don't. Don't Don't look under the stone. You don't don't want to know what you don't know. Ask your dad and I everything you want to know about where our family is from. And we also, my aunt Karen, God rest her soul, she did a complete dive mm-hmm. into at least uh, my dad and her mom's side of the family. So, and my mom, you know, so we're just taking everybody's, we're taking the parents' for word for it, okay. for everything. And we're not going to do the DNA testing. And we've talked about it, the four of us, and laughed. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember, Laurie, when Good news. in the this start was published to- in the American Journal of Human Genetics? And I think, you know, who knows why they published it, but they're just they're trying to get more. So what answers. percentage of people are sad that they did it? Like twenty percent. Wow. So Grant, one day, it probably twelve years ago now, it was the variety section of the Star Tribune, oh. and there's this woman who does this. Um, adoption agency or something. Okay. Um, and she works from here in Kansas City. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And I thought it was your sister. I thought Catherine. it was my sister. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so like going bold gang. Like going oh, wow. crazy identical to my sister. Identical. Hair length, hair color, facial structure, facial structure nose, no makeup, everything. naturally pretty. I thought it was. I mean, and so our first thought I was. I still did, have that clipping. Our first thought was, did Ken did, have a baby? Did my dad have a baby <laughs> with, with another woman, he, and maybe she didn't tell him, or he right. you know, he didn't tell them? I mean, people. It was crazy, and it was before all of this ancestry and right. stuff. Yeah. So you I didn't mean, have the access. Yeah. Don't you remember? We yeah. just went crazy. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh I got Catherine. Did, Dad wow. had another child. Yeah. We have a sibling. Right. We were just kind of going crazy. Right. Right. That would be a shock. A little bit of a shock, absolutely. And I research, and she was at. I feel like it was. He. It was an adoption agency, like Golden Valley yeah. or something. Yeah. And she but wasn't. But all, I had to look into it. I mean, I was so proved, freaked out. All that proof is that they say everyone has, has a, a doppelganger. Yeah. That's we all do. Proved. I think that's very true. But kind of shocking to see your sister staring out at the front page at us. I, we were going, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. And dad was still alive. Yeah. And I'm like, dad. dad what's going on? Just bring the paper over. And, and I know it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. how would, sometimes men don't know because what if right. someone didn't tell them? But sometimes, you know, uh, you know, people have children and they don't want to tell the other partner. But they don't want to. Share it. They don't want to let it. They want it to be their business. So then you get somebody sure. who's, who's found you mm-hmm. and you didn't want to be found for whatever your reasons are. Mm-hmm. You forgot to tell your wife that you have another child whatever. out there. And whatever. Hey. No. Yeah. So the Mutis theory getting published in an academic journal that I happen to skim. 20% of them have mm-hmm. regretted it. 20%, huh? Do you wow. know anyone who's done it? Grant? We've done the Ancestry.com right. to find out our, you know, but nothing like uh, where we might have some siblings, siblings. out and there. Gonna, the, guy, the, the guy from McAllister. No, from, yeah, the movie director mm-hmm. find, found out that I think a lot of Yeah, know? I think a lot of people end up finding out some funny stuff about what they actually are versus what their mom or well, their grandparents remember. We found out remember. that we're Irish, yeah. and we've never thought it thought yeah. that ever in our life. Yeah. yeah, Lily found out she had some conganese in her. When the, yeah. Right. I was like, what is this all from? But yeah, yeah. We, we have a little bit of a thing with her. Her, parent, her. her biological parents do try to reach out to her at times, and she's kept that away. She doesn't want to. No, okay. she's trying to keep that separate. So yeah. she does not want to lift that rock up, is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. She'd rather and not. So that when you do like a 23andMe or a DNA testing, we're really maybe have a conversation with somebody who knows your parents really well who'll give you the 411 <laughs> on, no, you don't want to do that, you know. And my uh, mom, of course, she just says that and it's kind of funny. Sure, but my but- dad was, you know, he's very much our dads are in, have in common, Julia. They were ladies' men through and through, and the ladies liked them, and they no liked idea, the ladies. Grant. <laughs> I, you know, I had so many weekend mommies after my parents yeah. got divorced in 1972. Oh, and my, no dad, idea. my dad no idea. really oh. never settled down until his third and last wife, mm-hmm. who he's married to right now, and my dad was like uh, 40, so he was a player for the whole time he was like married to my mom and then the, after they got divorced. But then he did settle down mm-hmm. at 40. 40, that's when, yeah. Which is about when I settled that's down. That's when everybody too. starts to settle down, you know, well, you, you peak in your 30, right? You're saying that get that. Uh, that yeah. That. I don't know. Anyway, so, so 
so there's, I just, I hope my mom is listening because that was just a thing that don't, don't. Good life lesson. <laughs> All right, we gotta go. Don't do one of those. All we right, we'll be go. right back. We are delighted. It's the end of the day. It's almost happy hour. And Bailey Larson, who is a brewer for Lift Bridge Brewery, is joining us. Hi, Bailey. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? We We are are so good. We're looking at the cute picture of all the Lift Bridge Brewing Company people in your, um, you know, flannel shirts posing. Uh And Stillwater, so cute, and we're so happy to have you on. And thank you so much for sending over your new brew, Free the Bibs, which we're trying at six oh one. Heck yeah, <laughs> yeah, heck okay. yeah. Okay, so you are actually the brewer, and it's Women's, um, you know, International Women's Day, and it's Women's Month, so we want to celebrate all things women. And so, tell us about Free the Bib. So Free the Bibs was this year's style. We did a Dunkelweizen. What is that? What? I have no idea. <laughs> what is a Dunkelweizen? <laughs> so the name is like a dark wheat beer. So it's uh, it's kind of a darker, maltier beer. But uh, the yeast you use makes it, uh, gives it uh, ester character. So it kind of gets a banana clove flavor. Ooh. So it, it's very interesting. It's a more complex, slightly darker beer. So it's kind of uh, on the brown ale side, not quite as dark as like a stout or a porter. And is the free the bibs, like free the nips on Instagram? Yes, it is. So that was the name that I came up with last year, um, and we agreed on it with the other females in the brewery. And because ever since I had started, I was always wearing bibs. And another girl that started that was a brewer. So I'm actually the lab tech. Okay. But, okay. Um, the another brewer and I were always wore bibs and we wanted to um, just normalize and try to get other people to wear them. But we also, so that's kind of where that idea came from. So it was like the free, the nips is like normalized, you know, nipples. Yes. And so the free, the biz is the normalized bibs in the brew house and women wearing them. So I love a bib overhaul. Yeah, I do. I I do too. That's all I wear. Those in uh, some coveralls, but I I like my overalls. I love it. And what do you hope, like, with your, when you do a special brew, you know, you do a new craft beer in celebration of, you know, International Women's Day. I mean, besides turning people on to a Dunkelweizen beer or bringing back someone to that style of beer, is there anything then that you guys do socially, like with the Free the Bib sales? And can we get it in stores and all of that? Tell us that. Yeah. So we have it, we kind of put out a little release on our Instagram and stuff about the, you know, the style and stuff. And we're also doing it in conjunction with our partner over at Valley Outreach. They're behind us and we're going to do a, it's kind of a, to raise awareness for them and um, profit for them. So a portion of the proceeds go to Valley Outreach. So they provide um, food, clothing and support for people in the community. I love that. Okay, so in Liftbridge, you guys are located in Stillwater, and I think you have a, a tap room also in New Richmond. Yep. I, you know, and you've got other beers as part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you guys, I, I love some of the names of your other beers. Do you guys get a? I mean, how much fun is it to name them? <laughs> so it's it's a kind of a creative process. A lot of that goes to our owners. So it was uh, so they they kind of have a theme, you know, the the classics, and then kind of our one off get 
are kind of trying to stay in the same vein. But so it was kind of cool that I got to come up with the name because I don't usually get involved in that process. That's cool. So we can try this at the Stillwater Tap Room and the New Richmond Tap Room. And at the at the Lift Fridge, do you guys sell? Is there food? We will occasionally have food trucks, and that would be listed on our Facebook. Okay, I'm not okay. Hundred percent sure. And Lift Fridge, but we do have. Oh yeah, sorry, we do have um, the fish fries in house frozen pizzas that you can get. Okay, um, as well as like pretzels for snacks, popcorn, cheese curds. Um, you know, little bar snacks. Bar but. snacks, yeah. And then I feel like there's a fish fry happening, too. Oh, yeah. So that we're doing, I have to remember, we're doing tomorrow. that in conjunction with Gabe's. Mm-hmm. Um, so that starts tomorrow. And so you can go there and try our farm girl um, battered fish. Yeah, I mean, because we are oh, now gosh. in the time of fish fries. I, which this is, is so it, good. Because so, yesterday yes. was Ash Wednesday and everything, so... Um, well, this is so, so good. Now, um, uh, Free the Bib, Free the Bibs is the name of the brew. And we've learned a new beer word. Thank you, Bailey, for teaching us about a Dunkelweizen. Dunkelweizen. A yes, Dunkelweizen. <laughs> you and couldn't tell. Julie and I brewed beer one year. We did. Um, for a thing that we were doing at, and um, it was so interesting it's, what goes yes. into it. It really, really is like a science and an art at the same time. Yes. It, it's a process that I'm still working to, un- to understand. I've got the science on the back half of it. And during testing, but the the brew side is a little bit of magic to me sometimes. Yeah, well, that's I mean, it is. That's there is science and art to it. That's what Julie and I and we realized that that w- once again by doing a project down and dirty, we could realize that the, that we that is not a good fit for our skill sets. <laughs> you know, you have your strengths, but yeah, it's a it's you know it's recipe building and it's kind of like cooking, but a little a little more. Uh, you got to be careful with certain aspects of it. Yes, yeah. you do. Like falling it. into the big vat. That's right. Uh, yeah, that was a good deal. <laughs> okay, um, Bailey, thanks for letting us know about Free the Bib, um, the new beer. And again, Fish Fries at Gabe's, where you can get your Farm Girl beers. And Lift Bridge, you can follow them on um, Insta and all the... the um, on Twitter, too. The social mm-hmm. Lift Bridge Brewery mm-hmm. Company, or just Lift Bridge. It was fun meeting you, and... Um, <laughs> Keep us posted with everything else happening. And free the bibs. Uh-huh. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Thanks Bailey. Bye, Bailey. Oh, my gosh. They have a funny, in- they have a funny Instagram they have a and great, Twitter. And I'm looking at a picture of her on Instagram. She's darling. So yeah. that's super fun. I love it. It's, it is. There's a lot but going remember on. remember when we were doing with the beer yes. thing? What was the place? It was, um, come on, it's. The restaurant it's, down yeah, it's, by Bunkers. It's right next to Bunkers. Come oh, on. I mean, um, uh. Tap room, not tap no, room. No, it's the um, big one. Uh, free house? Yes, free it's house. the free house. Free house. We, we brewed at the Down free house. Down and the restaurant. Oh, no, that's brewed. what you guys did for we one brewed. of them? Cool. Yes. We and waited we, tables, we cooked. But we did have to do the beer thing, uh-huh. and it was so interesting. And we were like, oh, why are all these brew people so good looking? <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. maybe because it was a 2030s thing, but they were all really cute, and we realized we are not scientific or crafty enough to... To be, be able to measure. To be a brewer. That's true. We and I made that you off our stir list. when it was time to stir. <laughs> I'm it was so heavy. I was like, go Lori's, use those shoulders. You know, all right, She's everyone a- have a great <laughs> night. I, she is such a brat. A go-to for shoulders. Okay, all right, we'll be back tomorrow. Take care. Job done. Off you go.